0: Welcome to the new Inside Columbia Basketball podcast for the 2018-19 season. Once a week, we'll sit down with different members of the men's and women's basketball programs where we'll go through recent games, take a look at what's coming up and go behind the scenes with the Lions. Today for our very first episode, we're happy to welcome in head women's basketball coach, Megan Griffith and head men's basketball coach, Jim Engels. Megan, Jim, thanks so much for joining us today. Megan, we'll start with you. Uh, What excites you most uh, about your team this season?
1: well there's no secret that we're very young <laughs> uh we have 11 underclassmen and um they're hungry that's that's has fun you know when you coach with a with players that have a rookie mindset there's short memory involved there's an eagerness and an attitude of just going out and getting it uh, that's been fun to coach so for us it's Uh, balancing that with also finding um, when we need to hit our strides during the season so I'm I'm really eager to get going with these guys and I think they're they're looking forward to it too but it's been a really fun group with a lot of energy.
0: Uh, Same question for you Jim Uh, what excites you most about your team this year?
2: Uh, you know, it's they, they've had a tremendous, um, it, there's a tremendous excitement within the roster. I think the guys have done a great job with practice up to this point. So it's fun. It's been fun to be out there to see them uh, take the next step to uh, some of the things that we've done from the start of practice to now and just see the learning and um, the, the growth that we've had over the last, I guess, month, uh, you know, before we start the season. So it's been good for the guys. Uh, to to get together and um, you know we unfortunately don't have the opportunity to practice in the summer like most teams do so we have to try to accelerate our learning curve as quickly as possible and I think these guys have really caught on pretty quickly.
3: Uh, You said you've been going for about you know four weeks now uh, officially and everything for you as coaches what's that transition like going from preseason trying to um, implement your offense and defensive principles and everything into uh, the game routine of scouting and your opponents and things like that?
2: Uh, You know it's just different now over the last three days we've been really you know everything's really been about us so now we've implemented some of the different even for the scrimmages we really don't scout for our scrimmages we just sort of play so we go in and just try to figure you know we try to figure things out on our own for ourselves Uh, so now over the last couple of days uh, with playing Marist on Saturday we've we started to talk about different opponents um, you know different different concepts that we'll try to implement into our game plan and Um, I think is when you start to do that, you know, the the excitement for the the season actually starts to come about, you know, um, it's the the preseason at times can be long. And now they start to really see, especially with the season starting on Tuesday with the games on TV. Now they start to know that, hey, the season's finally here. How about you, Megan?
1: uh similar to jim uh, we actually because we're so young this year we decided to start treating our scrimmages like games uh so we did scout our scrimmages this is the first year i've actually done this and uh it was nice just to see like their eyes light up when you mention another opponent (laughs) and uh that was fun because they they got dialed in a little bit more as jim alluded to it's the preseason be long for them it's short for us but it's long for them and Um, you know we obviously wish we probably had some more practices under our belts but you know that's what it is and the whenever you scout an opponent you start as Jim said too is you know incorporating the things that they're doing into your practices which become much more scout driven so it's uh, it's just a different tone right now and you know a little bit more of maintenance and and managing.
0: Both of you guys in your third year now obviously going into your third season you kind of probably you walk into the season with a little bit of a different mindset than you would your first year here what would you say are your biggest takeaways from your first two years at Columbia maybe your mentality going into your first year compared to going into this season
1: yeah it's a totally different place I'm sure Jim will say the same thing Uh, for us the first year we tried to go in and just create good habits and, and talk about that all the time I think now um, you know, the building phase has begun for us. It started from day one when we got to campus, and and now we're, we're talking more about where, where we're trying to go with that, with those habits. Uh, but the same token, we have so many new players on our team, we have to constantly revisit those and constantly be setting the foundation. So um, the biggest difference I would say is, you know, our players are in right now. You know, the recruits that we actually have been working hard to get are here, and that's exciting because um, that's essentially what you know what we are it's a reflection of what we're trying to do
2: yeah um you know the fir- the it's it's funny like starting year three it's it everything goes by so quickly um, you know it's the, the the seasons just roll into the other it, it's from the summer to the new season and you're just continually going through it so um you know for year three for us it's the first couple of years, um, you know, some of the things that we were able to accomplish, or uh, you know, we, we talk about some of the things that we're trying to do in the future, and some of the things that we've we've learned from in the past. And um, I think, you know, with every year, it's a new. There's a new setting to it. Um, there's a new. Obviously, there's a new team that you're that you're coaching. So there's still a lot of similarities that go from one year to the next. But you know, you have new personnel and and adding some of the freshmen and. And some of the new guys, we have a transfer now. So there's new things that we're, that we're implementing as, as well. And now it's easier because you have some of the older guys who've been able to teach some of the, the newer guys what, some of the stuff that you've tried to implement over the first couple of years. So I think it just becomes a little bit smoother. Great. Switching gears a little bit,
3: um, talk about some players on both sides that have made the biggest jump in your eyes from last season into this season. Uh, some people that might be, you know, people aren't talking about going into the, the regular season openers.
2: I think one of the guys who's made a pretty good jump for us is Rodney Hunter. Um, you know, I think he is, hes you know, as a senior, you know, I think it's his last go-around. So I think I've really been happy, especially he's played really well, especially in the scrimmages. Uh, he's been a very good person. He's really sort of taken our defense. He's been a defensive stopper for us. So I think he's some of the guys have been able to, um, you know, with his leadership on defense, it's really helped the rest of the guys pick up on some of the things that we're trying to do. So i am really been happy with his progression. Um, and then, uh, you know, I think just with, uh, you know, someone like having Jake, Jake Killingsworth back, who did not play for us last year. Played a lot as a freshman and was, wasn't was able to play last year. Having him back is, uh, from a, again, from a leadership standpoint, has been great for our guys to see him on the court because a lot of the things he does is really, he is about team first. And, um, you know, he's he really, a lot of the guys are able to pick up on what he does. And I think it just makes it easier for the guys. So it's, it's been really good. For, I've been really happy with those two guys, especially.
3: Yeah, and the women's side, a lot of new faces. So, you know, <laughs> some of oh, the returners, uh, who, who have really stuck out in your eyes, Megan?
1: Yeah, uh, the two that I would say, they're both juniors, uh, Janiah Clemens and Steflin. Uh, Janaya definitely was a presence for us last year, but she's taken on a leadership role that I don't even think I anticipated her doing as gracefully or as smoothly, you know, with losing a player like a Camille and, uh, you know, really senior um personality driven class you know we had big personalities last year and so for for someone like Janaya to step in and really own this team it's been it's been great to see you know uh in my mind she's clearly been the one that uh, the team knows they can go to um in terms of being an example and also setting the tone and steph Lynn, uh somebody that you know a lot of people are probably like oh like steph wow you know and that's kind of how I thought when we first came back to campus. She was just really consistent. Um, Steph has not seen a lot of minutes. She hasn't you know, been playing a ton for us. Um, she's she's, spared, she's uh, played a little bit here and there in her freshman and sophomore year, but she's now a starter and somebody that I just know every day what we're going to get from. And that's really fun to coach because she can help set the tone for the younger kids, especially on the defensive end, and that's something that um, our defense has really changed this year. So for her to pick up on that and, and be consistent and, and also just make sure that – You know, she gets to help people and and help people learn. This is what you do. This is how we do things. Uh, It's been really valuable for us.
0: And now we want to go outside the box a little bit, maybe outside of the programs and have our audience get to know each of your personalities a little bit. Well, one of the first questions we had for the two of you and Megan, I'll have you start is which coach through your career that you've either played for or played with has had uh, the biggest influence on you and your coaching style? (laughs)
1: I would have to say probably my high school coach that I played for she's been there for a very long time but her name is Kathy McCartney um, and she just taught me a lot and at the time you don't really realize that this is happening but she taught me about how to trust somebody and what you do to make a team feel like they should run through a wall for you Um, there's a lot of like isms she has and one-liners that you know You're a mannequin, Macy's window kind of thing. Get the Steinway off your back, like things that our players would have no idea what we're talking about, probably. But uh, I think she just she taught me how to keep it lighthearted, but also be really competitive, and uh, that's kept with me. Uh, That's pretty much how I played and coached. So, or I'm coaching now. Um, I would say that she's had the most impact on my career.
2: Uh, It's two people come to mind. Um, You know, I think the first person that comes to mind, and this unfortunately he just passed away a few months ago, is. Mr. Miranda, uh, he was my first coach in uh, small fry basketball at Sacred Heart School. So um, I have a picture with him uh, that was sent to me by somebody uh, when when I went to attend the funeral of me standing over his shoulder, and it was it was interesting to see that because he really was the first person that I think um, you, th- you think back when you're young is the first person that really had got me excited about basketball and, you know, it was the first coach that I looked up to. So I thought, uh, you know, I think he had a real big effect. And then my college coach, um, you know, Gene Evans, who's uh, since passed as, as well. But he uh, he was an older coach. Um, he was uh, I thought he was great for me at the time. You know, when I got to college, uh, there were things that I think everybody needs to work on. And I think he, he really took a lot of time, uh, especially personally, to spend time with me and really helped me. Um, not only grow as a basketball player but grow as a person so I think those two people in particular are really special to me.
3: What about coaches that you haven't worked with or played for that might have you know subliminally even had an influence on your coaching philosophies Uh, Jim do you want to pick up on that?
2: Um, Yeah I mean with the advent of video now it's really you can watch so many different styles there's so many coaches uh, you know it'd be you, you could mention a lot of different people but you know I've had more fun watching you know using some of the video stuff that we have going back going through and watching like division three coaches and division two coaches people that you don't hear about who have a tremendous amount of success and who are so creative and might not be at the division one level but are as good as coaches as anybody in the country so you know those are the people that I go by and and watch and uh, people that I've reached out to and um, you know I've been lucky enough to talk to a bunch of those guys so it's you know there's not one person in particular there's just a lot of different people that I've seen
1: how about you Megan uh, there's two people that pop into my mind. Um, one was a Division three coach at Ashland, and she just got the job at Bowling Green recently, uh, Robin Fralick. Uh She is somebody I like. actually just met on the recruiting trails uh, at a big tournament in Ohio. And we just got to talking, and I was like, wow, you guys are really good. Like her record over four years or five years, however long she was the head coach there, she was an assistant as well, Was I think they lost two or three games. Um, and they were national champions year after year after year. And it was it was kind of ridiculous how perfect they were. And when I watched them, I mean, they scrimmaged Ohio State in an exhibition game and lost by, like, almost single digits. So, like, this is a team, like, they were no joke. And these are just a bunch of tough, um, you know, kids that really just bought into what they did. It was a culture type of a thing. I mean, they recruited within a two-hour radius of their school. But uh, I got on the phone with her a bunch of times, and we still talk now. Uh, But she just taught me a lot about the defensive side of the ball and, and creating culture within your team in a way that, you know, like having pre-practice connectors and things like that i think and then the press and how she does things and how she keeps it simple for a team and creating a language so she's somebody i would say that um i you know i really value our relationship and then um you know another person would be kevin borseth he's over at green bay i don't know him nearly as well we haven't talked in depth as much but if anybody's watched green bay play uh They're one of the most fun teams, I think, to watch. I mean, they hold teams to like 35 points a game. It's wild. Uh, They're so tough. They're so disciplined. And they play extremely, extremely hard. Uh, We played them. We had the luxury of playing them in Cancun last uh, Thanksgiving. And um, we actually scored like 53 points (laughs) on them, which was wild. Uh, We still lost by like 18 or so. um, But they beat Arizona State the next day. And they played with Mississippi State for like two or three quarters. So it's it's pretty neat um, to talk to him and, and hear his philosophy and how he does things and just... Um, how much repetition plays into what they do. They do the same thing every day, and I definitely could take a lot of pages out of his book.
3: Great.
0: And now I think we want to get into a little bit more of a rapid-fire personality style mm-hmm. type questions. Uh, Mike and I will alternate uh, the questions here. but uh, Megan, I'll start with you first. Best concert you've ever been to, and where was it?
1: <laughs> Mariah Carey, without a doubt, uh, <laughs> which is at the Spectrum, but now Wells Fargo.
2: Jim. This is, a, I've been to one concert in my life, <laughs> Howard Jones, back when I was in college. So that's a that's bad the question one. right there. <laughs> <laughs> I do like music. Though. You to get Jim out a little bit more. <laughs> well,
3: I think it's, uh, you know, Matt Norlander, who writes for CBS.com uh cbssports.com does a a thing every year before the tournament he pulls all the coaches that are in the tournament and gets their favorite band and things like that and he puts out a bracket and everything it's really wild so (laughs) we're kind of going with that question like who's your favorite what are you listening to uh right now what's on what's on the iphone
2: uh you know i've been listening to uh steely dan nice yeah i like them
3: all right um so next question (laughs) we're just gonna move on um you both uh, spend a lot of time on the road, whether it's recruiting, traveling uh, with the teams and everything like that. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do to pass time on a bus or plane or on those types of trips?
1: Without a doubt, look, a good place to eat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what kind of food are you looking for when you go on those trips?
1: A- anything that's, like, custom to where I am uh, at the time, but I'm a, I am love food. I love food and, like, you know, culture, food culture, I guess you could say, so um, anything that i can do get out
0: and get a good meal when you're traveling so for instance this year you're going to milwaukee we're gonna have cheese curds Illinois. <laughs> you, what are you looking for out in milwaukee cheese
1: curds yeah cheese curds uh that's what they do well in beer i think out there but um well you know i would say hit the the cheese curd department probably get a good steak while we're out there <laughs> with
2: well, jim same thing yeah. um yeah you know it's it, it's i think it's a long lines it, Megan I mean you just try to uh you try to organize your time as best as possible but you know when you're on the road as much as we are at times you have to you have to look for some creature comforts and I think finding a nice place to to eat and uh you know I like to when I travel I like to find a good local spot so I'd like to see what the uh you know when the locals know about so it's, that's what we try to do.
3: Well we'll keep it on the food topic. I'm going to switch the order a little bit. What's your what's your favorite restaurant in New York City? I'll start with you, Jim.
2: Oh, uh Favorite restaurant in New York City. Um I was just at Rosa Mexicana. Love Rosa Mexicana, it's a really nice spot.
3: I'm trying to get you some free meals, guys. <laughs> 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 Be creative. Wow, now we have
1: to go there. Okay. Um I actually uh I don't know if this is my favorite restaurant, but it's a place that I've been to the Palm a few times, the different locations. I've been with either like an alum or I've been with some friends when I was, uh, you know, back in college. I don't know if it's my favorite spot, but I think it's pretty neat because of like what they do on the walls and they have the characters on the walls and it's just like a lot of personality uh, and who doesn't love a good steak, but it's so hard to say. There are really so many infinite options here. Like who goes to the same place more than once unless it's on your walk home? Right, right. <laughs> so, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm still exploring. So anybody out there that wants to give Jim and I a free meal, please, we'll come and taste <laughs> that. <test>. That's right. <laughs>
0: Uh, sticking with the personality questions, Megan, going to go back to you, uh, your favorite movie and uh, why?
1: I would say I have two. Um, Goodwill Will Hunting is one of my favorite movies. That's, it's been forever. I feel like probably since high school or college. I don't know. And uh, it's, I think, I, I mean, I really liked Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in, in that time in their prime. And um, I, I just think it's a really inspiring movie as well. Um, in blue collar uh gritty movie and I think (laughs) this is kind of funny and I don't know why but Armageddon was like one of my favorite movies growing (laughs) up (laughs) it was uh Ben Affleck I guess I guess I'm on that theme I uh, you know I probably had a crush on him or something when I was younger um but yeah I just you know who doesn't love a little uh Steven Tyler and and Liv Tyler in there (laughs)
2: yeah uh yeah that's a good question um I think back. Actually, one of my favorite movies is a movie called Vision Quest. I don't know if it's an older movie. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, about wrestling. Um, I thought it was. Uh, it, it was something I saw in high school, I think, and uh, just it was just it had great music to the great soundtrack, and it was it was a motivational movie, and um, it's one that I always try to watch like once a year. You know, really enjoy it. Nice. Uh,
3: last one from us is other than Levien, what's your favorite arena you've coached
2: in? It, well, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I mean, that's Mass Square Garden is uh, It's my favorite. It's like a bucket list thing for me. And just growing up in New York and going to the Knicks and seeing college basketball in there, it's just really my favorite spot. Yeah, it's pretty awesome.
1: Uh, I would say there's two. I Vanderbilt was one because you're on the baseline. (laughs) And we're actually playing there. Um, We're trying to play there next season. So uh, that was a pretty – I was an assistant coach, but it was my scout. I remember that. And I was very nervous at the time because it was my first road trip and my first scout ever. And we lost by six to Vandy. So that was kind of
0: fun. I'll um, say from my perspective being at Vanderbilt, it's very difficult for someone in my position to communicate with you during the game. Oh my it's, God, it's, it's impossible, impossible with yeah. You yeah. being behind the baseline.
1: Yeah, that and to your team. You can't really coach. It's like a player's game. In those. Like You're coaching your team on baseline out of bounds pretty much.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's unique. It's really different. Um, and then Oregon. We played at Oregon uh, when I was an assistant coach as well. I mean, the court, the facilities, it was just it's um, pretty special to see, you know, where kinda Nike was born uh, and be on that, that tree court. <laughs> I don't know if it's my favorite place, but it was it was a unique atmosphere, absolutely.
3: All right. Well that's all the questions we have. Uh thanks so much for joining us today. Uh that's that's it for this episode. So good luck to both of you this weekend.
2: Thank thanks you. Thanks for having us.
3: Good luck to both teams this weekend as they open up the 2018-19 season. We'll try to catch up with Coach Engels and Griffith again uh, once or twice more during the season. Uh, women's basketball opens up play Friday, November 9th at Hofstra at 5 p.m. You can watch that game through GoHofstra.com. It's a free broadcast, so check it out. The men are in Poughkeepsie to take on Maris this Saturday, November 10th. At 7 p.m., that game's on ESPN3.
0: And we want to remind fans that the first chance to see the Lions in action is Monday, November 12th, when the women host Army at 7 p.m. Tickets can be purchased for that game and all men's and women's contests by visiting www.gocolumbialions.com tickets or calling 888-LIONS-11. A reminder, ESPN Plus is the new place to catch every Columbia home game. To sign up, visit www.espnplus.com. Subscriptions start as low as $4.99 a month or $49.99 annually.
3: Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.